Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your key security coach on KTC Radio. I just want to welcome you all this evening. It's the 8th of um, March, 2010, at 7 p.m. Eastern. And I have to say, it really feels like we actually had the start of spring happening right now. So I'm, I can feel it in my body, and it's very exciting to, um, to just be in that kind of feeling of re- um, renewal and, and um, just that sort of excitement in the air. I don't know if you're feeling that yourself, but um, I do wish that for you. Uh, tonight we have a wonderful uh, show ahead of us. It's going to be packed with wonderful information and wisdom. And um, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest. But before I do that, I'm just going to let you know what the, what the actual show is about. So, so it's titled Spirit, Systems, and Business. And our wonderful guest this evening is Melinda Cohen from um, Coaches Console. Um, welcome, Melinda. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. It's fun to do this with you this evening. Yeah, wonderful. So just to let everyone know that we're going to be talking about um, um, a critical business success formula to follow um, so that you can uh, look at getting more clients, better income, and a roadmap for success. Um, Melinda's going to talk about hurdles that you will encounter as a business owner and the strategies to overcome them, specific elements of your business that contribute most to your success, and how to ensure that they are integrated into your business. She's going to talk about specific actions you can um, take to provide consistent results in your business. And I'm all, I'm all about um, that in terms of uh, supporting my solopreneur listeners, uh, Melinda, when it comes to really helping them um, create success in their business. So it's really wonderful. And the fact that you're also, as a bonus, going to be um, talking about how to discover the five systems that are key to unleashing your spirit in business. So... Um, you know, that is a, a key element I, I love to sort of incorporate into the conversations that I have. And I know that you, Melinda, are a, are a spiritual being in what you do. And so I'm excited to hear some of those, those um, um, pearls that you're going to be sharing with us. And, um, and also you're going to be talking about um, understanding how the systems in your business allow you to operate more in your zone of genius and doing work that you're passionate about. And um, so I'm very excited to hear more about that. I just want to um, uh, introduce Melinda and just let uh, you know a little bit more about her background. So Melinda is a a woman of spirit and vision who believes that spirit and business go hand in hand, or as she would say, heart in heart. (laughs) I love that, Melinda. That's great. Uh, Melinda has been a professional coach for over six years and has worked with hundreds of coaches to create thriving uh, coaching practices. As a visionary, president, and co-founder of the Coaches Console, 
Melinda has been able to combine spirit and business in a unique manner that allows her to share her knowledge with other coaches to forward their success, as well as the coaching industry as a whole. Melinda infuses the energy of the divine feminine power into her business and inspires her clients to accomplish more while doing less and doing more of what they love. Amen to that, Melinda. <laughs> so welcome. I'm, I'm really glad to have you here. We've talked a lot about having you on the show, and it's just taken a while to sort of um, get that uh, uh, sorted, but um, a welcome again. Thank you so much. Like I said, it is such a pleasure to be here, and this is one of my favorite topics, Louise, just spirit and business and the passion behind entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. Um, oh. oh, yeah, this is going to be a topic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited. I, I'm very excited about that particular topic, too. Um, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's the whole reason why I do this show, is really so that um, solopreneurs, people who are soul-driven in their business, can create a success so that they can help more people. And um, I really get a sense that you and I are so on the same track when it comes to this um to what we both do in our own in our own way, so it's very exciting from that standpoint. So, Melinda, how did you get into um, creating the Coaches Console? And I believe now that you're you're creating um, something a little different, um, which is going to be incorporating not just coaches but um, professionals um, alike. And I'd love to know how you got into into doing that as well as the coaching piece. So perhaps you can give us a little bit of background to that before you launch into this wonderful topic of business success. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's like many uh, entrepreneurs and several listening in, it's uh, it's something that found me. It's a passion that came forth that if you had asked me 10 years ago that I'd be doing what I'm doing today, I would have looked at you like you maybe had five eyeballs or something crazy like that. But it's a it's a, a passion that, that found me and, and being a, a coach, always having a, a passion of working with people and being introduced to the to the coaching industry. Um, I quickly knew that my my impact on my clients could only go as far as how many people I could work with in a given day. But I knew that if I helped other coaches at the time be successful in their business, that they in turn could work with more people and impact the world, and my ripples would go farther. Oh, my gosh. You and I are just talking so the same language. That's exactly the language that I use as well, which is probably why we both actually had this, uh, the similar ripple um, in our, our business um, uh, marketing information, actually, Melinda, when I think about it. I used to have the ripple as well. <laughs> yep, and that's a, we used to have that as part of built into our logo, and uh, now we just kind of use it as our graphic. But, yeah, that kind of the pebble in the pond and how far does that yeah. ripple go. Mm-hmm. And, and when we think about entrepreneurs, um, at the time I, w- I focused on coaches. It was my calling. It was, it was what I knew to do. And now that has expanded to service-based professions, helping professions and uh, when they are when they are in their zone when they are doing what they are created to do that impact that the ripples from the pebble just they're 
endless and countless, and we actually don't even know the extent to which we make an impact in people's lives. And that's that's the work that I do with the mm. the technology coaches console. Mm, amazing, that's wonderful. And yeah, and we knew um, I, I had this this natural ability to create a, a successful business to put all the mm. the behind the scenes operations in place. It it. It just came naturally for me. And when I first started coaching, I thought it came naturally for all coaches that were <laughs> starting. And my coach at the time, Kate, you know, Kate, Kate Steinbacher, yes. um, uh-huh. she she had the same kind of giggle that you just had, like, oh, silly, you know, pace. <laughs> and so when we started talking about that, I realized that a lot of um, coaches, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs struggled to balance out their passion, the entrepreneurial creative side, to creating a, a thriving business. Mm. And that, that's when Kate and I joined together and created a partnership, a business partnership, and that's when we launched the Coaches Console and said, yes, let's help coaches and small business owners work with more clients, earn more money, and make the difference they're meant to make. Wow, that sounds like a wonderful business marriage. It, it is, and it, it has been for the last, gosh, going on five years now. Uh, it's not easy all the time, but a, a perfect marriage, just like any marriage is. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But in terms of what you two bring to the table for each other, it sounds like it sounds like a wonderful partnership from that standpoint. It is. It's quite unique, and you know, I would never, I would never do it any other way. I would. Um, I would always go into partnership and and bring the best because one of the things that we talk about is one plus one equals eleven. And, mm, and she, that's so true. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, just manifests abundance in so many untold ways. Yeah, wonderful. So let's get in, let's dive into this juicy topic uh, for tonight. Um, so perhaps you'd like to introduce it uh, to us first, Melinda. Just dive in. Well, you know, I want to dive in with the the spirit part of it um, because that's really at the heart of the entrepreneur. It's why we've stepped out to do what we're doing, no matter what business we're in, no matter what industry it's in, what profession it's in. At the heart of the entrepreneur is that passion, that spirit, and that's why we've taken that leap to to start a business. There's there's something at our core. I refer to it as a calling a mission, a purpose, something that's bigger than ourselves that says, I'm going for it. And it's that it's that spirit, that passion that that catapults us into our business, that starts our business so that we can do more of this this passion that we have, this mission that we have. We want to have a bigger impact, work with more clients, whatever that mission is for the entrepreneur. So it's the passion and the spirit that kind of catapult us and engage us in that journey. Mm. And one of the things that we discovered, that Kate and I discovered, is that while that's good, if we just put our attention on that passion, that's only half of the equation. Mm. And so while the spirit and the the right brain part of us, the creative, intuitive um, visionary, dreaming aspect of us is critical to what we do. 
and and for most entrepreneurs, they often operate in their um, kind of the, the that creative side of their brain. Okay. It it is imperative to engage that um, left-brained linear logical systematic approach because that's part of the solid foundation that then allows us to open our hearts, open our spirits even more to the passion that we bring in our business. Mm. That makes and so, so much sense. Makes so mm. much sense, Melinda. And it's interesting because I mean that's exactly why. I do business coaching um, because I really feel that it's, it's bringing that um, that foundational piece to the backbone of, of um, um, you know business that yeah. essentially coaches and solopreneurs are really setting up when they do their training. They go out into the world and then you know want to do so much good and want to be successful in that, um, but don't have that key piece. And it, it really sounds like. Um, it's exactly what you set out to do as well. Exactly. And we, when we refer to that, we refer to it as people are kind of have that either-or mindset. They're either yes. fanning the flames of their desires and they're operating in this passion and this spirit and they're in their genius, which is what we're created to be in, yes. or they're in this left-brain, linear, logical, often not very fun aspect of it, and so it's either-or, and they go back and forth, and it's kind of exhausting, and it's certainly not a lot of fun. And it's about moving into the both-and perspective. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it can happen, you know, it it can happen in the sense of, first of all, having the guidance of having the right people in your, your sort of dream team to create that with you, but also... Um, I truly believe that you can actually exercise both sides of your brain to to be able to start utilizing them more equally. What do you, what do you think about that, Melinda? Absolutely, we do talk about creating that. We call it the A team, and having oh, yeah. other people that uh, the dream team, having other people that um, you can collaborate with to balance that out. But within each of us, um, we do need to balance it within ourselves. And it is possible. And that's some of what we're going to talk about tonight is is uh, the, the five systems. Because when we know the five systems, um, what we yeah. call the five systems of success, when we know those, even if we are totally right-brained and creative and we're all about the passion, that's where we want to focus, when we know the five systems, we can implement those ourselves, make sure they're taken care of, and then they kind of go on autopilot requiring just a quick glance by us, but then we can put our attention in our zone of genius and operate there. But it, it does require us to, to take a look at the five systems and put them in place. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm looking forward to hearing what those are, Melinda. Susie in the chat room says, uh, which piece is typically, typically missing? I would think history would dictate the regiment of the business world for nearly a century. Isn't that what's called balance? Does that make sense to you? Um, what that piece is, is typically missing? The piece that's, uh, that's typically missing, and actually, really, ask that question again, if you would, because I really want to make sure that I, I get it. Yeah, I don't think it's quite um, uh, More grammatically comment. correct, but we can, we can sort of assess what, what we need from it. So which piece is, t- is typically missing? She thinks that history would dictate the regiment of the business world for nearly a century. So I think she's saying that history means that the business world has really sort of been the main piece for the for nearly a century. 
but I think we're talking about solopreneurs here. So, so the question is, what is typically missing for solopreneurs? Solopreneurs, as an S O U L, solopreneurs. Exactly, and and I would actually answer it in, in two ways. What's what's missing is the S O U L, the the um, the courage and willingness to take that stand and speak from the S O U L preneur perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that critical piece that's been mi- missing is the willingness to to blend spirit and the the regimen of business. So that's that's definitely a piece that that's very true, Melinda. In fact, uh, Susie's just clarified. She says meaning linear thinking has led business for nearly a century. So that's kind of a, that's in alignment with what you're saying. And it's interesting because it, it, to me it seems that now a lot more spiritually based. Um, Business owners are coming out, but they they have the the linear piece missing. So it's it's getting that balance, that, isn't it? Exactly. And there's the second part of my response is that four of these solopreneurs <laughs> are stepping forth. No, it's perfect. That's exactly right yeah. on. They um they they are sometimes we see them swinging to the opposite end of the pendulum, and they're embracing the spirit so much that they're leaving behind the linear. And that's when we really want to encourage the both and and the balance. Because in order to express our our solopreneur and that spirit, we need to have the confidence that the linear aspect of business does bring us. So we need to engage that linear aspect, uh, implement the five systems as we have narrowed them down to, and then that allows us the freedom and flexibility to speak even louder from that place of spirit and passion. And it's really great, Melinda, that you say that it allows us then to do that because I think there we have two sides of the coin. We have the linear uh, thinking business owners and we have the spiritually um, thinking business owners and names uh, uh, need a, a connect in the middle in a sense. And there's, there's, that, um, there's a lot of resistance, it seems, from both sides to kind of go into the middle. Um, so you yeah, have to understand that, that the bit... Huh. Go ahead. I was going to say, to understand what those benefits are, to be able to to meet in the middle, to have that sense of balance is going to give the, give those business owners so much more, isn't it? It is. And, and really what drives that hesitancy, of, as you know, as we all know listening in, is fear. Fear that if we dare go to the middle, we'll lose control and swing back the other way, and we definitely know we don't want that to happen. Mm. So fear is, is always playing a part and we have to, uh, I mean, that's the definition of courage, right? Feeling the fear and going for it anyway and learning how to breathe through that edge and embracing that fear with full consciousness. Yeah, and the, be- the beauty is from my own experience as well, Melinda, with the work that I've done with the journey is that, you know, when you, when you embrace the fear, it actually doesn't, it's not as bad as you thought it was to begin with. That's right. As soon as you take a look at it, it shrinks, and the more you take a look at it, voice it, it shrinks some more, and then you're like, well, I was really worried about that. Um, but until you do, it, it's a gigantic mountain, and it's a very real obstacle. Yes. That's um, very absolutely. true. Yeah. So what's the first business um, system? Well, the um, the first of the five business systems, and actually, I want to let, let's take a look at that word system because I really want to mm. to dive into the um, to the linear. We're just going to kind of 
tiptoe into the linear part of our our mm-hmm. brain for a moment and um Really, when we talk about systems, because there's a lot of baggage that comes with this from, I'll call it the corporate world, or um, like the listener that just uh, commenting about the the regime of business that's really conditioned our thought process. But when we talk about yeah. systems, we're really just talking about um, the step-by-step processes of the actions we take on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the work that you do, the day-to-day business activities that are necessary to run your business. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. And we're, we're consciously taking a look at what do I do on a regular basis to help accomplish the results that I want to accomplish, to help create optimal experience for my client. What do I need to do on a regular basis? And so that's a system is just putting clear steps Two, this is the first step I do, the second step, the third step, and just putting a little awareness around the day-to-day business activities. Mm. That's all that we're doing. It creates a little bit of structure. It does. Yeah, it creates a little bit of structure. So we are going to get a little bit of structure. We are going to go kind of into that, that linear, logical, left-brain side of ourselves for a few moments. We won't be here long. And what we'll find is that when we allow ourselves to, to go into these systems, there's two key things. And I want to say this up front um, so that we can kind of know the direction that we're going to. But when we apply these systems and we shine a light on with awareness, the two key things that, that are a result are confidence and professionalism. And confidence and professionalism, that, those are two key factors that have a direct correlation to the success of our business, to the ease of our marketing conversations that we have, of the networking that we do, how we support our clients in offering the services that we offer. And so the reason that we're taking this time to dive into this linear logical thinking, the regime of business, is because it helps cultivate Confidence and professionalism. Beautiful. And so the, what more of that? I know, right? Like it's when we have that business as a byproduct, new customers is a, a byproduct and, and it just happens and it becomes effortless and that's that phrase that we have, accomplishing more while doing less. So just a little bit of structure and a little bit of attention allows us then to freely be in our zone of genius more frequently. Mm, beautiful. So we that's an interesting uh, concept, Ms. Melinda, in the sense that, you know, I think a lot of solopreneurs also resist putting structure and systems in place because they feel that that's going to crush their creative um, yeah. energy and, and um, you know, do less for them. And in, in fact, what it does, it creates more freedom, doesn't it? And uh, as it you does. say, more, that more confidence and professionalism and, you know, who doesn't need that? It does. And, you know, I mean, it is right to, to have that thought, well, if I apply structure, then I'm crushing my creativity. And uh, that thought is often derived because of our past experience, because we've swung to the extreme left and have been totally driven and actually confined to a box because there was so much structure. Mm. But it's natural for people to think that, and it's natural for people to pay attention and just allow your awareness to be on it and say, we're not going to go all the way to that degree. But we do have yeah. to invite that part of the equation. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear you. 
This is so such the, a common topic with my clients, so I, I just I just so hear you on this. Oh, I can imagine you have this kind of conversation on a daily basis with, with your yep. clients. Mm-hmm. So the, the the little bit of structure that we have um, kind of shined the light on, we've narrowed it down to five, just five basic business systems. And what I'd love to do is just kind of put them out there, what those five systems are, and then I want to go through each of them just to begin to get an idea of what the what each system entails so that for everybody listening in, they can kind of measure it against what they're already doing or not doing and have some other ideas of how they can kind of streamline their day-to-day activities. Okay. And, and you know, Louise, that's, that's probably the, the biggest um, pitfall that we see entrepreneurs falling into is, is they, they don't pay attention to the day-to-day business activities. And as you know, there are hundreds of necessary activities to do on a regular basis that are required for a thriving business. I mean, there are so many from very big tasks to really small, minute tasks, but there's a lot of them. And when we don't shine the light on what those tasks are and and have some um, simplicity and consistency and automation to them, they really begin to eat up our time. Yeah, it's very true. You can't see the wood for the trees because of all the stuff that's going on in your business daily. Yeah, and then it becomes a snowball. And, and yeah. then we don't have time to work with our clients because we've got to attend to all these activities. And so so by shining the light on these five systems that we're going to walk through on the on the call tonight, we can begin to leverage our time and and not waste it. Excellent. Because time becomes the essence, I think, when you start when you get into a coaching business or any um, service-based business that you know time starts to be the the really precious commodity. And, um, you know, so this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so let's dive into the five systems. I'm, I want to I want to really share them with you. So Excellent. just kind of broadly, the five systems mm. are the systems of communication, mm-hmm. system of client setup, the system of the, the coaching session. That's my own language. So it's it's yeah. the system of interacting with your client, whatever okay. you might be doing, the client session, mm-hmm. the system of money, and the system of time management. Right. And as we go through these, what I would encourage everybody listening in to do it is to look at at your business, whether you're just getting started or whether you've been in business for a while, and look at what am I already integrating, what am I not integrating, and how can I close that gap? Mm. Great. So this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for us to stand back and look at what our, our business looks like right now and what, we, what we're doing that's Absolutely. working and what we could perhaps uh, tweak. Yeah, and and one of the the filters, I'll call it a filter, that I run all of these systems through. There's kind of three rules uh, when we're talking about the systems in our business. As often as we can, we want to keep the system simple. 
we want to keep it, uh, make it so that it's consistent. So what we do, we do consistently every time the same way. Okay. And to automate it as much as possible. So simple, consistent, and automated. And that's going to look different for different people. Uh, I know when I first started my coaching business, um, automated meant printing it out, putting it in binders, having a filing system, and, and certain things that I did every day to automate it. It was a manual automation at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I, mm-hmm. After I created the Coach's Console, we created a technology that automated it. Or there's so many different programs out there or so many different ways that you can automate some of the steps so that you don't have to be present in order to... That's ideal. That's ideal. That's exactly right. So that you are, you know, having lunch with a friend or traveling or working with another client or whatever you're doing, but you're not present. It's not required for you to be present in order for that particular action to take place. Right, So it's going to look different for everybody. But to ask mm-hmm. yourself, how can I, from where I am with what I have right now, how can I simplify it, how can I make it consistent, and how can it be automated? Mm. So, Melinda, can you speak to some of the things that we would want to um, systemize and, and um, automate in our business? Oh, absolutely. In fact, let's. what I'd like to do is take each of the five systems and just kind of touch on each of those so that you can look at those in your own business and see what's there and what's not and and how to close that gap. So the first one is the the system of communication. Okay. And really that system is about uh, consistent communication with your clients from the moment that they start with you until they are complete. And so some of the things that we want to look at in the system of communication is, is, um, is branding. Branding is okay. key when it comes to the system of communication. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by branding is um, your image. If you have a logo, a business name, um, or a, a particular graphic that represents your business, how are you integrating your brand into all the communication that happens with your clients? Mm. One of the, the common examples that we see where some adjustment could be made with this is, uh, and I know I had this when I first started my business, um, I just had a... Um, like a, a an AOL email. Like it was, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was now, but it was like Melinda at AOL.com. It's very mm-hmm. generic. And it's what I use with my family. It's what I use with friends. It's what I use when I registered for anything, and it's what I use with my clients. But it, it did not have my business name in it. And so something as simple as your email conveys your brand. Right. Right. So branding is key to... Um, to really strengthen your system of communication. Hmm. It's it's really interesting that you say that, um, Melinda, because I've realized, you know, with all the the talks that I'm I'm doing about um social networking sites, Facebook and online radio and all of those, is that ultimately branding is the first thing that you want to look at before you do anything. Because it's about the yep. intention of what you're putting out there. That's right. 
That's exactly right. The, the same with your internal system of communication is how am I going to establish my brand? Right. And so it might it might be just a, an email. It might be a, a domain name. It might be a logo, graphic. It'll carry throughout whether it's a simple email you're sending, newsletters that you're sending, any sort of communication that you're doing. How are you integrating your branding consistently throughout all forms of communication? Wonderful. Another thing to look at with the system of communication is when you're when you're talking about communicating with your clients, what is the regular communication you do on a regular basis? And how can you turn those into templates? And so for example, when I engage a new client into my coaching practice, I have a, a welcome letter. Let's get started. And so to turn that into a template so that I don't have to reinvent that message every time I engage a client. That way when a, I'm talking with somebody or I'm, uh, shoot, I was just at the um, supermarket the other day and I ran into a woman that I hadn't talked to in a while and we got to talking and she's becoming a client. And so now I know the first step is to send her that welcome template. It's already there. I plug her into my system. She gets the welcome uh, message. And so how can you turn your communications into templates? And so to look at what are the regular uh, communications that I'm doing repeatedly, whether it's welcoming clients, uh, completing clients, whether it's launching workshops or teleclasses or different events, what are the communications that I can simplify by turning them into templates? Great. Makes life so much easier. It does. Uh, it really does. And then to to also look at, um, and this is the beautiful thing about the entrepreneur, is when we are talking about our clients, everything that we are doing is helping them to create the optimal experience with us. So again, using my own coaching practice, a lot of the people that I've worked with, um, they've never they've never experienced coaching before, and so they're they're not um, quite sure what to expect or they're not quite sure what to do or what to do next or how to do it. So I am teaching them how to create the optimal experience, and I can do that through communication. And so I actually have about five templates that I use with my clients when they get started and a week later, a month into our um, coaching agreement. And so I have identified... If, if my client knows this piece of information at this point in our relationship, they're going to have an amazing experience. So I've turned it into a template, and I know when to send that template message to That's them. That's great. So you, you sort of gauge the, at the point of the, the relationship that you're at as to when that information is going to go out to them. That's what I'm hearing, Exactly. Exactly, and so you can you can look into your business, and and it it takes the defining of what I call the optimal client experience. Like if if you could cultivate that in your business, what would that look like? And then at three or four points along the way, what kind of communication would be necessary and helpful to cultivate that experience and turn that into a a, a template, an email template. And then the next step to ask yourself is, how can I automate this? How can I um, utilize a system that can I can schedule when I want these templates to go 
Or how can I um, have a program that might set up autoresponders? Or how can I put in reminders in a to-do list so I know when I start with this client on March 1st, I know on this date I send this message, and this date I send that message. And I have reminders to prompt me so I don't forget. Right. So automation can look a, a number of different ways, but how can you um, automate the sending of those messages and the prompting of that? Wonderful. I think that's such a key um, piece to to any business, Belinda. And, and to be honest with you, it's an area that I've kind of struggled with um, because I find that I build certain things as, into big obstacles for myself, and then if I I get stuck and you know, for example, like uh, creating the email autoresponder messages and things like that and building my email list, those are things that are paramount to getting started with at the very beginning of your business. And it's something that I've really struggled with in, in terms of setting up and, and, and getting done. Um, so I, I recognize how important this is and I have to emphasize to anyone out there who's listening, you know, this is one of the key foundational pieces that you want to have set up in your business straight away. Don't do it when you, you've got tons of people wanting to connect with you and, and not being able to, to connect with them because you don't have those in place. Oh, so, Louise, um, that's, that's right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, Melinda. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I mean, I preach this stuff from the mountaintops because it is that important. And, you know, for me, it is so hard for me to even do it, to, to sit down and create those messages ahead of time. And one of the little tricks that I have to do is, um, I think it was Stephen Covey that said, begin with the end in mind. And at the top of my laptop, I have to, to tape um, why I'm doing this, why I'm sitting here creating these 10 messages or these 7 messages, these emails, these templates, because of the result that it's going to create, the time that it's freeing me up, the ability that I'll have to work with more clients. And I have to kind of just paint that picture and put it on my laptop because it is, it's, it's not, for me, it's not fun. It's not where I'd like to hang out, but I know it's critical so that I can be more in my zone of genius. I can work with more clients and make a bigger impact. It's paramount. And so I, yeah. I have to do it, and I have to make it as pleasurable and fun as possible. Yeah, and I think the other word as well, Melinda, is easy. Because, yeah. you know, I think, um, you know, often where um, sort of preneurs or business owners get stuck is that, they don't have the knowledge to do it themselves, and right. so um, it just doesn't get done. Um, they think that they're going to learn it or that they're going to have time to apply to learning this one particular piece in their business, and it feels so big and so foreign that it just doesn't get done. I mean, that, that's really what happened to me. So, you know, it, it's imperative in that sense to reach out to the people who actually do know how to do it, because it could actually be a very simple thing to do. But, um, you know, to be able to reach out and say, okay, I don't have the knowledge to do everything on my own. And that's why community is so vital, connecting with like-minded people and having what I call those way showers and messengers that have traveled this path before, to have those in your community um, in, your, in your network as part of your colleagues so that you can go to them and say, how did you do this? And... And how can I do it? And that's, I remember um, when Kate, 
was my coach, and she was coaching me to set up my coaching practice. She dumped all of these papers and all this stuff on my desk one day and said, well, here's what I was given, and here's how I did it, and so use any and all of this that you want. And so I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, I could I could tap into what already worked for somebody else. And then, of course, I tweaked it to make it my own because I wanted to put my own little um, flavor on it. Um, but, yeah, reinventing the wheel is another – is really another pitfall. They, they – uh, so many entrepreneurs think they have to know it all and do it all. And so they yeah. spend a lot of time reinventing the wheel when it's not necessary. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, that is a, a key piece there, I think, as well, Melinda, that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. And there's so many different ways that we can do one thing the same way, um, you know, create templates for what we're doing. And, um, and that also other coaches have done the same thing already so you know why do we have to kind of go through that whole learning curve again um, which takes up a lot of time and effort as well it, so. it, it really does and and if we spend a lot of time there what we discover is we get overwhelmed frustrated and burnt out and then it's like yeah. client ugh, ugh, I wish but we can't yeah, even you, see it's, it's, it's difficult to show up um, in that space of spirit and and um, openness and joy when you're feeling that way. That's right. So the second system that we talk about uh, is the system of client setup. From the moment your client says, yes, I want to work with you, what are the actions that you do or the activities that you do on a regular basis to engage them into your work? And so it begins by looking at our contact list. Like you said earlier, it's paramount to build that database. It's paramount to build that list. How are we managing that contact list? Where are we collecting that information? And how can we easily put our hands on it? Right. And so a, a simple system is to, to find a, a program or a, a way in which you can um, keep track and organize your contacts, organize them by group. Set them up so that you can easily add people to this and, more importantly, easily find the person or group that you're looking for. Right. Yeah, and how do we do this in a yeah, simple and, and consistent way um, mm-hmm. and professional way? Right. And yeah. so it starts with our contact list. Can you say a little bit more about groups when you said divide them into groups? Can you just enlarge on that a little bit more, Melinda, for our listeners? Absolutely. When we can, um, it's one thing to be organized. It's kind of like um, when you buy the perfect Christmas gift in June and you're like, oh, yes, this will be perfect for that person. And you buy it and you hide it in the most clever spot and then come holidays, you cannot locate it because you organized it so well. And so sometimes our our contact list can be that way, especially if we're we're putting a lot of attention on it and growing it, and sometimes growing it rapidly. It's one thing to be organized. It's another thing to be able to use that and to put your hands on specific information. And so one of the ways that you can simplify your contact list is to organize it by groups. And that might mean just a, a simple organization of active clients, Sorry about that, Melinda. I'm just going to put you on mute because I've got something that's come up on my my internet here. Carry on. 
So it, it starts with something as simple as organizing by active clients uh, so that you can quickly identify those people you're currently engaged with, uh, organizing by inactive clients, prospects, and maybe even forming them into further groups like uh, groups, workshops that you might be doing. Um, maybe you're working with a, a corporation and a number of people inside that corporation. Or maybe you have different focuses in your business. I know some of the clients that I've worked with, they coach clients. They're also a nutritionist and they're also, um, they also do yoga. And so to organize your clients according to niche or focus, and so to bring organization that way allows you then to put your hands on a particular list so that you can communicate with them. Maybe you want to put together a newsletter that you want to target to just a particular group of people. Or maybe you want to offer a promotion to your former clients that if they re-engage with you for another round uh, of your services that they get a, a certain deal. And so to organize our client list so that we can, we can put our hands on it allows us to create very powerful marketing messages, follow-up messages, and allows us to provide uh, value-added information to them quickly and easily so we can share resources, so we can share um, our network and make introductions because our contact list is organized and grouped accordingly. Beautiful. I'm so sorry about that, Melinda. Um, for some reason tonight, the uh, adverts on um, the blog talk radio seem to be kind of jumping out, even when them <laughs> all very sensitive to my cursor. So I, I do apologize for that noise. Um, and trying to find the off button for that is kind of crazy. But um, anyway, I, I'm sure that what you were saying was very helpful. I, I think it was, and I think they, uh, everybody listening in just really got the importance of how powerful when you, can, when you can target a particular group, whether it's active clients or a certain niche or a, a certain workshop that you're launching, you can tailor very specific information, marketing messages, promotions, provide value-added benefit that might benefit a particular group. And so it's, it's imperative to not just have your contacts organized, but to group them in certain ways. Because if you can, if you can target a, a certain group, your inactive clients, and you've come across a resource that would benefit them because of the experience they've had with you in the past, now you're providing value add, you're increasing the know, like, and trust factor, and you're staying top of mind. Yeah, that just makes so much sense. It's, it's really important to be able to do that, and um, you explained that beautifully, Melinda. Thank you. And that's where it all begins, and then from there it builds. And for many of uh, entrepreneurs, they will have some sort of, of a contract or an agreement that they might create with their clients. And so how do you turn that into a template or a couple of templates so you can quickly put your hands on that template and assign it to that client so that they can have the expectations, the how do we do this, the um, getting started protocols and all the information in that agreement or that contract. And so how do you have that ready to go at a moment's notice so that you don't have to, again, reinvent that wheel? Yeah. And when we're Very also nice. talking about the, the system of client setup, um, I know a lot of um, solopreneurs out there a lot of service-based professions will work with uh, different forms and 
different documents with their clients throughout the experience that they have. And so how can you assign those forms and send those forms or convey those forms to the client? Again, setting up templates, how can you automate it? Um, And and one of the things that that I love, and I am biased, but I love about Mm -hmm. our coaches' system is that it creates uh, what we call a private client area, a website where you can assign forms and documents and materials to your client so that they can log into a secured area and access it. When my co- when my clients get started, I don't have to be present. I They can say yes, I can schedule their appointment, and then I can go off to the next marketing venue, and that client logs in, they're getting the forms, they're accessing the documents, and they are already starting in the process, and I don't have to be there. Beautiful. So that's, that's, that's what I would feel. Again, yes, exactly right. That's the ideal type of automation that we're talking about, and there are mm-hmm. so many different levels of automation. Right. And when you say different levels of automation, what do you mean? Well, for example, uh, going back to when I first started my coaching practice, um, I simply had all the forms that I wanted to work with my clients in, and they were um, simple Word documents in my computer. And so when I uh, started with a client, one of the first steps I knew to take after I sent them the welcome email, I would then send an email that had the Word documents attached, the forms attached in a simple email message. And I would send it to them. It required me to be present, but the document was already created. The form was already created. I simply um, generated an email, attached them, and sent them so it was quick and it was easy. So that was my mode of automation at the time. Um, It was a a manual-type automation. Right. So that's that's one way to accomplish it. Um, Another level of automation um, is working with a virtual assistant. And so that might be an an approach that some uh, of the listeners take. They might have a virtual assistant that they work with. So when they start with a client, they just generate a message to the VA that says, hey, Susie Smith just started with me. And the VA knows what to send and when to send it. And they generate it. So There's a number of ways that you can automate it depending on where you are in your business. Absolutely. But it's it's critical to to look at how do I want to set my client up? When they say yes to my services, how do I want to set them up? What are the materials and information that they need? And how can I simplify that? How can I make it consistent so every time a client signs up, I'm consistently getting them the same information in the same way every time? Ah, great. You know, That's another... me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it triggered um, something that I hadn't thought of in a while. When we mm-hmm. when we apply automation and consistency, especially consistency, when we do the same things uh, with our clients in the same ways every time, um, it creates a habit in us. So it takes less time and less energy on our part. But what it does for the client is it, it creates expectations. And they know that because we have this approach in our business, if they have a great experience with us and they talk to their friend and say, oh, my gosh, you would so love working with Louise, Mm -hmm. 
and they make a referral, that client is confident in making that referral because they know you're going to approach it in the same way you approached it with them. So they're confident that the person they're referring is going to have the same optimal experience. Right. And that's that's the power behind consistency. Very good. So that also makes me think of processes. Right. And that's that's what we're talking about is is when you identify what system, what are the day-to-day activities in looking at your client list, your client agreements, assigning the forms, the process becomes how do I do this? What's the first step that I take? I might add them into my contact list. The second might be to save the agreement. The third step in the process might be to assign the forms. And the fourth step might be to send the, the let's get started email. And so now you've identified a process. When a client says yes, you know immediately steps one, two, three, four, done. It's simple, it's easy, less time, less energy, and you're off working with more people. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the third one? Well, the third one is um, the system of the client session. And this really speaks Mm -hmm. to the service-based professions that are working with clients in an interactive way. And so this system speaks to how do we support our clients before, during, after, and in between the client session. So whether it's a coaching session or a session that you have uh, as a nutritionist, Um, a massage therapy session, an acupuncture, whatever your profession is, how you're engaging with your clients, how do you support them before, during, after, and in between the sessions that you have with them? Because so often as entrepreneurs, when we're in our zone of genius, when I'm in my zone of genius, I'm coaching my client. Right. And it's very easy for me to fall into the trap of just supporting my client during that session, during the time that I'm actually engaged with them in the coaching session. But what makes a powerful uh, system is also to look at, well, how can I support my clients before they engage with me in the coaching session or the client session? How can I follow up with them afterwards? And what can I do in between that's going to strengthen our relationship? Wonderful. So can you get more specific about that, Melinda? Absolutely. So some examples examples. might might be um, one example before uh, the session might be a a call strategy form or a call preparation form. Whether it's an actual call, like you're on the phone with your client, or it's an in-person session. How can you convey a form to your client whether it's a form that you have like in that private client website that we talked about that's assigned to them or a form that you email to them or that you put into a welcome packet that you send with them, how can you create a form that allows them to prepare for the next session with you? And usually a call prep or a call strategy form might just have three or four very basic questions. And they're the same questions every time. So it might be a question like, what is a, a success that I experienced since our last time together? What's one um, goal that I intended to accomplish that I didn't get accomplished since our last time together? What's an obstacle in my way that I would like help with? Or what's a specific area that I want to focus on during our time together? 
So it's just very simple questions that you can ask your clients ahead of time, maybe the day before or the morning of, just to help them because they are so busy in their daily lives and all of their long to-do lists. It just it, It's a moment for them to take time out for themselves to prepare for the next meeting that you have with them. So a call strategy form is a great way to support your clients before uh, your next engagement. Right. Another example um, to support your clients during the coaching session is a, a, a place for you to take notes. Um, so often I will scribble notes on a piece of paper, and I, I, I mean I even have this impeccable system, and I still do this. But how do you how do you capture those notes, those ahas, or the observations, the thoughts that came up when you're interacting with your client? How do you capture that and save that in a place where you can find it and refer back to it easily? Mm-hmm. And then to think about, okay, once this appointment happens, how can I quickly and easily follow up with them? And like with my clients, one of the things that they'll do in their coaching session is they'll commit to some homework, some some actions that they've committed to take between now and the next time we meet. And so as part of the follow-up, I might just send them the listing of here's the commitments you made. It just reiterates the commitment. They have it in front of them, and it, it just strengthens that bond. Right. So how can I follow up with them? Uh, in a, a timely manner. And again, um, this is a critical piece because um, what my clients and what a lot of clients have reported is that follow-up piece. What that represents is that we have stood for our clients' um, ultimate goals and the reason that they came to us in the first place. We've stood for it and they felt heard. And when we can... Um, kind of initiate with that client, we're deepening our relationship with them. So the follow-up, uh, to really put some time and thought into how am I going to follow up with my clients after each appointment? Will it be by email? Will it be by um, uh, another, another method that we create? Mm-hmm. So what's the follow-up method and to put that in place? That's great. These are very important components, you know, for the whole um, relationship with your clients and, and uh, you know, the before, during, and after um, mm-hmm. pieces of of um, interacting with them. So I'm glad that you brought that up, Melinda. And it's this system that really takes us from good to great. Because one of the things that I know about probably just about everybody listening in because we're an entrepreneur and we have this zone of genius that we are naturally gifted in, we could just show up and do the work with our clients and be great and be good. And it would be like our clients would be amazed. To go from good to great and for our clients to be wowed and become raving fans, that's when we want to pay attention to how do we support them before, during, after, and in between. That's going from good to great. Just thinking about how do we support them during our sessions, that's good. And that is good, and that's all we actually ever need to do. That's good. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about in this system is how do we go from good to great. Yeah. Yeah, well, then the client feels really taken care of. So it's, uh, and and it gets to concretize whatever it is that has happened in the session or the 
the the um, you know whatever it is that you've done with your client, whether you're a nutritionist or whether you're a coach or you know whatever it is that you've done, that there's some solidification that happens with the um, with with the process that you went through in the actual session to be able to um, to embed that somehow in your body or in your memory in your head, in your mind. Absolutely. And again, it, it looks different for different people with, with where they are and how they are in their business. For me, it's an automated process that I have in my private client website. For others, I've seen them make use of text messaging. And they've just said, you know, I'm going to, they have chosen to have only a, a handful of clients and that's their ideal practice. And so they can, they can have the ability, I could never do this. I couldn't keep up with all the text messages that I'd have to do, but, but I've seen <laughs> others successfully say, you know what, in between sessions, I'm just going to have a, a quick little uh, inspirational quote that I'm going to send to each client as a text message, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, a follow-up that they can do in between. Um, others have, um, might record their session with their clients, and I've seen that, and that's the follow-up commitment that they've made is that after each session, they email a recording link that's their session. And so it can look a number of different ways. There's no one right way to do it, but to simply ask yourself, how do I want to follow up with my clients? What am I willing to commit to to follow up that's simple, consistent, and I can do it um, easily every time? Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Cool. So tell us all about the system of money. Yes, that's my favorite system, the system of money. <laughs> I think it's most people's system, even if they don't want to admit it, because I, you know, I do yeah. believe that we, you know, a lot of our um, you know, soul-driven um, business owners don't like the, the, the topic of money because it feels icky. But really, ultimately, it gives us the, the foundation to be great in what we do and, and to do it with you know, a sense of freedom with our clients. So it has to be handled in a um, in a um, conscious way, it does. And you know, when we think about money, it's just another um, energetic expression of what's going on in our life, right? Um, yeah. And so it's it's a manifestation of the giving and receiving that we're, we've got going on. Just one more way to do it. Um, and you're right; it is a tool that allows us to do more of what we want to do. And so when we can consciously pay attention to how are we um, asking for, uh, how are we giving, how are we receiving, how are we tracking our money? Because if we want to have an intimate relationship with our money, we want to take exquisite care of that just like we do with everything. And so paying attention to just a few simple things allows the, the topic of money to transform from icky to fun and actually one of high-fiving with each other, yeah, and and so some some so how, simple how can that happen? Yeah, just simply saying, how can I create a professional invoice? And and what we're going to talk about in this system of money is actually very simple. This is there's no, it's just it's simple. Uh, mm. I feel like I'm kind of preaching to the choir, but just creating a professional <laughs> invoice. Right, just ha- yeah, and again, going back to what we talked about earlier, branding is key. And how can I create that invoice that strengthens my brand and communicate mm-hmm. that with the client? 
So whether you're using Excel, whether you're using uh, an accounting software or another type of program, how can I create a professional invoice to invoice my clients? Mm. Yeah, important, definitely. And it feels good as well. You know, it's uh, it feels good to have something that looks professional when you you know send that out to your client rather than just a quick email saying you know can you send me a check of this amount. It's, exactly. It's, it's much more professional. It feels so much better. You feel like you're in business, um, and that you create that. Um, it's almost ready. You you're ready manifesting or putting out that intention to the universe of what you're trying to create. Um, exactly, you know, and these, back to you. It, it is, and these these next few things that we're going to talk about, as simple as they are, what we have discovered is that when you think about these ahead of time, before you go out and get clients, this one area has the most direct impact in the confidence you have when you're out marketing. Mm. When we're out marketing and saying, we want more clients and we'd love to work with you and here's the benefits, and when you're out doing your marketing, when you know... When, it, when somebody says, yes, sign me up, and you have the system of money in place and you quickly know, okay, they've signed up, we're going to schedule our appointments, we're going to get all this information to them, here's how we're going to invoice them, here's how they can pay us, here's how I can track it. When we know that ahead of time, our energy flows and we can show up in a much bigger way in the marketing conversation. And then mm, that marketing conversation, true, it becomes an easy conversation. Yeah, it's not something that you're having to sort of think about in the back of your mind. So, you know, it comes, comes, there's a sense of flow in that conversation. Exactly. And so just simply saying, how do I want to create a professional invoice? And if you already have a professional invoice, to ask yourself, what's the next level that I can go to? Right? Yeah. So how can I create the professional invoice? Another uh, simple thing to look at, and this is something that we recommend with everybody, is um, how do I want my clients to pay for these services? Mm. Right? And there's a yeah. number of different ways that they can pay. I mean, they can pay by check. They can pay by PayPal or credit card or cash or I mean, there's a number of different ways. And so depending on your business and the service that you offer and the type of clients you work with, you're going to answer that um, question differently. But to ask yourself, how do I, what's the ideal way for my clients to pay me for these services? Mm. And one yeah. of the mistakes that we see with entrepreneurs is, is they just say, gosh, I just want them to pay me. So however they want to pay me is perfect. I just, wanna, I just want them to pay me. Yeah. And that's actually, that's not good enough because then now we're having to spend our time and our energy trying to handle checks and cash and PayPal and credit cards and, and not sure which client is paying by which method at what time, and it takes a lot of administrative energy to manage that. Right, absolutely. And it's much clearer, you know, when you can actually – um, be clear, you know. Be clear with your client. Um, it, it comes off as uh, as being professional and more confident yeah. in what exactly. you're doing. Exactly. And so to, to think about what's the optimal way that uh, I would like my clients to pay me. And and the way I ask myself that question is, what's the method? How do I want my clients to pay me so that I can show up as my best, most magnificent self when I'm supporting them and working with them. 
And if I'm having to spend my time chasing down checks and dealing with this, that that's, I'm not showing up as my best self. I'm showing up tired, exhausted. Yeah. And so for, for uh, my personal business, what I let my clients know when they say yes to engage in my services, I let them know the method of payment is credit card online, and here's how I do that. Right. And every one of them say, perfect, here's my credit card. And again, to know your clientele. For some, credit card may not be appropriate. PayPal might be perfect, or checks might be perfect. So to know your clientele and ask, what's the optimal payment option? And then that's your uh, that's your system, and that's what you put into place. And of course, I was just going to say that this is key because this can actually be a stumbling block in closing, um, you know, the enrollment of a of a client. If you stumble around the the conversation of money, um, because a lot of people have have a lack of confidence around having this conversation. So if you can make it as smooth as possible and as clear as possible for yourself, it makes it a lot easier to have that conversation um, during that, that process of enrollment. That's exactly right. And I'm going to kind of get a, I'll call it, get a little bit woo-woo here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we know is when we're sitting there with somebody, um, our energy uh, matches their energy and vice versa, and we are mirrors to one another. And so when we can offer up the reflection of confidence around money, that's what we will get in return. And you're exactly right, Louise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to, to well, know that... Confidence in, 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 you know, if you are, are uncomfortable around money, how are you going to help them to create it for themselves? Right. That's right. You know, that's going to be a question that even though it's not conscious for them, it's going to be it's going to be there exactly and you know when we talk about creating the the ideal way to receive payments it doesn't mean that it's it, we're rigid and we're set in stone and we're not flexible that's kind mm-hmm. of going a, a little too far no. but what i find is to have here's what's ideal and this is what this is how my clients pay me and if somebody says, you know what i i want to be able to do this but i have to write you a check or i have to do it this way I can explain to them, well, here's why I have my optimal um, solution, and if and I'll talk with them and have a conversation. If that happens, then I I can make that exception, but it's an exception, and I'm conscious of it, and we do that in agreement together. Absolutely. Wonderful. So, in addition, so what's to, the last system? Well, the the last system is is the system of time management. And oh, this is so this is one oh of the oh, yeah, oh my gosh, enough said. <laughs> <laughs> the the system of time management and um, mm-hmm. how do you organize your time, minimize confusion around time, and create consistency with time. And what we've already talked about, the first four systems, the beautiful thing is that when you put a little bit of your attention and energy in um, creating those systems and putting those systems into place, you are now saving yourself time. You're leveraging your time. So that's one of the, the benefits of the first four systems is that you're, you're creating more time for yourself. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that is huge. 
because you know I think we met you know we mentioned this close to the beginning of the call at that time, but it, it becomes so precious, especially when you start to get really busy wearing all the hats in your business and and doing all the things that need to be done. That um, you know time management is just key, and um, you know also when you're you're working in a in a service business as well, um, you know the once you obviously there are opportunities to 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 take it to another level, but if when you're in that space of your time is the value that you create, um, you really have to manage it very, very carefully. Exactly. And so what I actually want to bring up is not how to create the ideal work week or how to manage your time. There's mm-hmm. That's a whole different radio show, actually. Right. But what I want to talk about are those little tiny things that when we don't pay attention to them can cause the biggest confusion and wreak havoc on our schedules so that our time management is just out the door. Oh. Okay. Can you say a bit more about that, Melinda? Absolutely. So so one of the things to consider is is simply how do we organize our client appointments? Just as simple as that, what is the tool that we use? Where do we schedule our client appointments? How do we keep that organized? And how do we make sure our clients are keeping that information organized? You know, like you go to the dentist, and when you leave and you check out and they schedule your next appointment, on the back of the card they write down the the time and date of your next appointment. So that's how they organize, make sure that their clients are also organized. right? So how can you do that in your own business? How can you cultivate that, whether it's, it's an online scheduling tool, a reminder? What can you do to make sure that not only are you organizing your client appointments, but ensuring that your clients are um, keeping those appointments as well? Mm, great. And then one of the, the biggest, simplest, easiest, and most fun things that you can integrate is uh, appointment reminders. Mm-hmm. How can you put into place um, reminders? Again, going back to that dentist analogy, and I'm thinking of this just because I had a dentist appointment last week, so it's top of my mind right now. Um, mm-hmm. But to ensure that they're that they don't have missed appointments and that they have 100% client participation, um, and that they keep good schedules and maximize their dollar each day. Two days before the appointment, they have somebody that calls their client and says, just yeah. a reminder that you have your appointment on this day at this time, right? Mm. So, yeah. I mean, that's one way to do appointment reminders. It's very time-intensive and people-intensive. And so then to ask yourself, how can I automate this? Right. So that my clients receive reminders about the appointments. And yeah. that one that's thing right there, when you can, when you can implement that into your business, that cuts down on most of the confusion, ensuring that you and your clients um, have good time management, show up on time, um, and yeah. keep good appointments. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then that Very speaks good. to another another simple thing, um, that if your clients need to schedule or reschedule their appointment with you, how can you allow them to do that in a simple and easy way. Because that's, that's one place. I mean, you know, you can get into long, drawn-out voicemail tags and email tags back and yes. forth to reschedule that's one appointment. That's true. You might use so that they could do it in a way where that you don't actually have to have a conversation or 
be swapping exactly. emails back and forth. Yeah, so what's the program you can use? How can you utilize a virtual assistant? A number of different ways that you can do that um, so that your clients can reschedule um, their own appointment without you having to be there. That's a huge time saver uh, for an entrepreneur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good. And, um, probably the last thing I would say about time management is um, staying away from multiple calendars. Like how can you synchronize if you've got one calendar here and client appointments there and family appointments mm. over here? How can you bring all of that into one calendar? so that you're not double booking yourself or you're supposed yeah, to be dropping a, a kid off when you've got a client call or whatever it might be. But um, to yeah. making sure that you, you synchronize and and mm-hmm. create a calendar. Beautiful. That sounds like a key piece, actually, because I, I think about a couple of the different calendars that I manage, um, Melinda, and it can be a little confusing if you especially if you start if you get really busy you know to manage that it can be it can be tough you know and then and then when you have people who are actually making their own appointments in your calendar um, you really want to be able to keep tabs on that somehow absolutely absolutely and so there there are a number of different programs out there and different ways that that can be accomplished um, and again to, to look at your business the type of clients you're working with um, and, and ask yourself, to what degree do I want to and can I simplify it and automate it and make it consistent every time that I do this? Right. Okay, good. Excellent. So so I'm conscious, um, Melinda, that we've got really a few minutes left. So I really want to give you the opportunity to talk about this platform that incorporates all of these wonderful things. I know you've sort of alluded to different um pieces that could help you manage those but I but I truly know that you know you represent um, the coaches console and that it's a it's a really awesome um, platform so I really want you to dive into that Melinda, and just give our listeners the opportunity to get a sense of how this is all done um, through this beautiful platform that you you um, work with absolutely and and so like I was saying earlier in the call Kate and I um, we created this web-based system called the Coaches Console that really takes these five systems and more uh, and simplifies it and automates so much of what we've talked about this evening into one program. And we knew, I knew early on, that in order to truly live my spirit in business, to spend more time in that creative intuitive, that zone of genius and working with clients and doing the work that I love, in order to do more of that, I had to uh, address all of these things that we've talked about and more. And the Coaches Console does that. Again, it's all about not reinventing the wheel. We knew that empowering other coaches uh, to help them be successful would make it easier for them to work with more clients. And so that's what the tool of the Coaches Console is. It is the the technology that removes and minimizes the burdens and distractions of all the activities it takes to run a business. Yeah, it's actually amazing. And, and especially for people who are starting out, you know, that don't have a clue about where to start with these things. It's just um, a wonderful platform. And, and Susie actually in the... In the um, 
in the uh, chat room said, this platform sounds amazing, Louise. Is it suggestive for new coaches that really don't have clients yet? And uh, my sense is that it's really for new or established um, uh, coaches or professionals, um, business professionals. It certainly it is. We, we've got people that have been established in business for several years that begin to use it. And Susie, I would say that it is ideal for um, coaches and other business owners that don't yet have clients. In fact, if there's one thing that I would convey that is deep in my heart is now would be the most perfect time to begin to utilize something like this because a, a new business owner, a new coach that doesn't have clients has so many questions. How do I do this? What do I do about that? And those questions get so overwhelming. And we have answered those questions in the Coaches Console. We've provided um, provided you with templates, with agreements, with forms, with everything you need so that you can start using that without having to reinvent the wheel. And then, of course, you yeah. can edit it, customize it, and change it to suit your needs, but it's a great way to have that confidence and professionalism right from the get-go before you have clients. Perfect That's time awesome. to begin. Yeah. I just want to give our listeners um, a URL to go to to, um, to access the site. If you want to go to http colon forward slash forward slash budurl.com forward slash coaches console, that's coaches, spelt regular coaches, um, and then console, C-O-N-S-O-L-E, coaches console. So it's http colon forward slash forward slash budurl.com forward slash coaches, uh, sorry, coaches console. Um, and that's my affiliate link um, that I've set up just so that it's easy for you to be able to access that um, information and to get a sense of of the site. Um, and Melinda, you have a, um, a, a little sort of test run that they can go through or, or, or um, a video. Do you have, is it a webinar? What, what is it? That it is, it's a, there's a, a couple of things when they go to okay. the, the bud URL you just gave them. Um, there's a, a there demo. Hold on. Carry on talking. They, there is a, a demo, a video, uh, and there's a number of them. There's, uh, gosh, I think it's about a six-minute video that gives you a broad overview, uh, kind of a virtual tour. And then there's a handful of shorter little two-minute, three-minute video clips that um, give you a, a peek into different parts of the system. So when you go to the URL that Louise just gave you, um, You'll, you can take a virtual tour by visiting a number of those videos and, and having an idea of the benefits that you'll get in your business through a system like the mm -hmm. Coaches Console. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. Um, so the question is, um, you've done some upgrades, uh, um, Melinda, to really suit um, um, you know, solopreneurs, um, not just coaches, are you going to keep the, the name Coach's Console? 
Well, right now, today, it is still the coach's console. It is evolving, and we already have so many other service-based professionals using this, from acupuncturists to uh, nutritionists, physical trainers, speakers, consultants, I mean, advisors, a number of different people already using it, even though it is still labeled coach's console. But we are evolving it to the business success console, and so that's, uh, we're working on marketing material for it and the branding of that right now. Um, but you don't have to wait for that because it's the no. system that it today certainly supports service-based profession. Definitely. Oh, that's wonderful. How exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are thrilled. for you, Melinda. Yeah, that's great. Well, I really encourage anyone out there who feels that they have that, you know, any of these pieces that we've been talking about tonight missing, um, or start, starting out and really don't want to be bothered with trying to figure it all out for your, by yourself, this is the perfect um, uh, platform to do it with. And, you know, I've, I've known Melinda and Kate for a long time now since I started my coaching profession, and they are the most helpful people, um, you know, to, to get you started and up and running with, with the um, Coaches Console and they run um, uh, business calls every week and help calls, support calls, so that you have, um, you know, insights into various pieces that you want um, questions answered around. So that the service piece around it is also really wonderful, and it's very personal as well. So I, I, I love that about your business, uh, Melinda. Thank you. Yeah, we, I think we've created a pretty phenomenal community that, that focuses on business success, not just here's this technology and how do I use it. We certainly offer that and then mm-hmm. so much more. And, uh, and in fact, mm-hmm. when, when um, everybody listening in goes to the um, URL that Louise gave out earlier, try it out. There's, we have free business success calls that you can jump on. They're yeah, they're great. Yeah, we do those twice a month. Anybody's welcome to come, and um, we usually are on the topic of sales, networking, marketing, things like that to build and grow your business. And uh, and then there's also a free business success guide. And you know, in that guide, sign up for it, download it. You can print it, save it on your computer, and in there is a lot of what we talked about tonight, and and a whole lot more. Um, and so that's there, kind of a gift for everybody uh, listening in. Please help yourself to that because there's some even more great information, especially for folks like Susie just getting started out. Beautiful. Well, I look forward to downloading that myself, Melinda, because it's been a long time since uh, I signed up um, on your site. So I, I don't think I got that when I did, so I'm going to have to go back in there. <laughs> Absolutely, go in there and download it and take a look. I think you'll really enjoy it. Wonderful. Let me just let everyone know again about the um, the um, the link to go and get that. It's um, so it's budurl.com forward slash coaches console console spelled C O N S O L E. And um, so I think that pretty much wraps up the show, Melinda. I, um, before we um, say our goodbyes, I would love to ask if you have one nugget that you would love to leave with our listeners tonight. The nugget that I would leave with you is to, um, oh, just one, that's so hard. Um, the one nugget would be 
in order to fully step into the spirit of business, Mm -hmm. it does require a glance and a look at the linear logical approach of systems, that that is the key to our confidence and our professionalism that allows us to live out loud that spirit in business that we entail. Mm. Mm, Beautiful. It's so true, Melinda, it really is. Um, It allows us to be everything, of uh, all of who we are um, when we embrace all aspects of of, um, um, creating a business. And uh, I, I wholeheartedly support you on that. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being here tonight. It was a really wonderful, um, informative um, conversation. Melinda, I, I believe that a lot of listeners are going to get some wonderful um, um, insight into um, you know, what it takes to set up a, a business successfully and how it can be done in a very simple and easy way way without going to that sort of that feeling of overwhelm which a lot of creative and spiritual business owners get into very quickly um, without um, you know doing these simple foundational pieces in the business so I really thank you for um, sharing this wonderful tool that you and Kate have developed and um, I just want you to know it's a pleasure to know you and um, you know to be able to um, partner up with you to be able to do wonderful calls like this to support um, spiritually based entrepreneurs is just fantastic it's it's what I'm passionate about and I know that you are too absolutely and this has been such a privilege and pleasure to be here with you this evening thank you so very much mm, thanks Melinda so um, just for everyone else um, it's basically a wrap for tonight um, thanks so much for being here and listening to our conversation, we have a great lineup um, in it with our guests um, for the the rest of this month, and in fact, right out until May, we've got people like Eva Gregory and Gina Gabellini talking about um, our financial fortune and how we manifest abundance. Um, we have Joe Palmer coming up with his Bullseye Theory. Um, we have um, so many wonderful guests. Um, in the next couple of months, including Michael Port. So I'm really excited about having um, you back listening to the wonderful conversations that we're we're, we're, um, creating to um, support you and your business and to really create that success so that you can help more people and do it in in an easy and comfortable way. So have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for being here with us, and have a great night. Keep going for gold. Thanks, Melinda. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.